From In the Beginning to the Musical Apocalypse, this is The Bible Says What. I'm your host, Mike Wiseman. When any representation of the LBGTQ community is shown on film or television, many Christians will cry foul and assert that Hollywood is shoving it down their throats, exposing them to how others actually live, feel, and love. Well, I can't drive two miles without seeing a church or bumper sticker or some silly billboard condemning me of my thoughts or threatening me with hellfire. It's a personal assault on the community and rationality. If having gay people in a movie is offensive, but you're telling people they'll burn in hell forever, then there's definitely something wrong with your logic. The consistent bombardment with accusatory theistic propaganda is overwhelming. This is why I find it so important to express my atheism and humanism loudly and proudly. Religion is toxic. It poisons everything from the playground to the White House, tax the churches, and remove the embarrassing religious promotion from my money and courthouses. Christians do not speak for me, and this is not a Christian nation. Let's start the show. Is there anything in the Bible that you yourself have an issue with? <laughs> Okay, so it took you reading the Bible to realize that those things were bad for you? Yeah, it actually did. I, I didn't figure this out on your own? No, Ted, Ted Bundy could be redeemed. God doesn't kill children. What do you think the Passover was? Yahweh sets up a whole system in the Old Testament where you slaughter animals just so he's able to forgive you. Did you listen to the show before coming on? Uh, I did about two weeks ago when we made okay, the, cool. uh, whenever we made the uh, appointment. So, yes. Good, good, good. That's always nice when somebody just, you know, actually listens so we don't have to. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. All right, I'm going to jump right in with the introduction. Here we go. Today's special guest is author, podcaster, and outdoorsman, Pete Rogers. Welcome to the show, Pete. Thanks for having me, Mike. I appreciate you. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, there's a lot of questions I have for you, but I kind of want to start with your newest stuff, your newest book you got out. Okay. okay. Um, and Something about enjoying God. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, the title of it is called Do You Enjoy God? And it's 12 Steps to Enjoying God Every Day. And Michael, the way that came about was it actually started in 2014. Um, and and without going too far, it's also what launched the podcast also. But in 2014, as as someone who just loves to read theology, um, I was ran across the Westminster Shorter Catechism, and I was reading it. And for those who don't know what a catechism is, it's just a teaching tool that is a question and answer format. And this was written by the Scottish Presbyterian Church in the 1600s. So it goes way back. Yeah. Uh, and, and so the language is 1600s also. So there's a little bit of interpretation. But, yeah. but the way it's set up is that is that is the question and then the student would memorize the answer. And it's designed just to teach the students about who God is, about the role of Jesus, the role of the Holy Spirit, huh. what's the role of the church, all, all these kind of things. It's a very good tool. Um, but anyway, so I was reading it just out of curiosity. And question one of the Westminster Shorter Catechism is called, says, what is the chief end of mankind? And okay, now that was written in 1600s. The modern translation, huh. that is, what is our real purpose for being? Hmm. 
right? And the answer to that question is our real purpose for being is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. And I read that and then I went on to question two and then it just came back to me and to enjoy him forever. What does that really mean? Does that mean we're not supposed to enjoy God until we get to heaven? Does that mean that, you know, whenever Christ's kingdom is reestablished on earth, when does forever start? And and as Hmm. I struggled with that over a couple of weeks, it dawned on me that forever it starts right now. As soon as we build a relationship with Christ is when it starts. And, and I asked myself, Michael, I said, am I enjoying God? Hmm. And so I came up with these questions of myself and some self uh, reflection evaluation is, you know, I acknowledge God and I worship God. I love God. I, I praise God. I, um, tolerate God sometimes. I mean, let's be real. Right. <laughs> Uh, and, and all these things about God, I enjoy his creation. I, I, I enjoy his, the blessings that he does for me, but do I enjoy him in a deeply intimate and personal way? And I realized I did not, um, at least not the way that I understood the question to be. And so it started me again in 2014 on a journey of intentionally trying to enjoy God every single day, Hmm. like, like being really intentional. How am I going to enjoy God today? Whatever the mundane things of life bring us, you know, getting up, going to work and how can I enjoy him? How can I not just, you know, acknowledge his sunrise or just acknowledge the, the pollen that's clogging up everybody's heads right now, or acknowledge any of these things about God, but to deeply enjoy him. And, and as I have been going through that process for the past seven, eight years now, Every single day, I start my day with the question, Pete, how are you going to enjoy God today? And by being intentional with that, it completely changed my life, Michael. Mm. I became, I mean, my children, I have five children and my children will tell you that (laughs) that I became a better father. I became a better husband. I became Mm. a better follower of Jesus. I became a better person in general because my focus every day is how can I enjoy God? And, and that led me to my podcast and, huh. and subsequently the book, because the, my podcast is entitled Christian outdoors and we'll get on that in, in just a minute. But my yeah. tagline is where we talk about all things outdoors and how we can enjoy God every day. So let's dive into that a little bit. How okay. did you, how did you enjoy God today? Uh, today was, uh, this is my third podcast today. Right. <laughs> well, that's a lot congratulations <laughs> yes it is yes it work. is you know i recorded one and been guest on now the second one. Oh, wow. um yeah and so during that i've been able to talk about this a lot mm. today so that helps me to be able to enjoy him is because it keeps it in the forefront of my mind um, talking about him is enjoying him absolutely from for me it is it it helps me to be able to just keep God in the front of everything that I'm doing and my Let's address passion that. for God. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. No, I, I like that. It's it, kind of like my relationship with my wife. I enjoy talking about her, the, the things that she does, her, her attributes, right. stuff like that, but she's a physical being and yep. I have an actual relationship with her because I can go to the next room and, and, and hug her and talk to her and all sorts yep. of things. Now that relationship with God, you're talking an intimate relationship. Mm-hmm. How does that how does that work? Because to me, they're two different things. I, I can't really see how you can have that. Don't, don't take any offense, that intimate relationship with an invisible person. Right. So how does uh, that work for you? 
Well, and that's actually the first chapter of the book um, is, <laughs> is where does it start, right? Uh -huh. It starts with a relationship. And, and I break down the different types of relationships that we have. And you mentioned, you know, I'm a husband, I'm a father, hmm. I'm, a, I'm an employee, I'm an employer. Uh, I'm a coach. I'm an umpire. I'm Lots all of these hats. different, all these different <laughs> podcaster, writer, you know, yeah. all these different things. And each one of those has different relationships. You know, the way I feel about my wife is completely different than the way I feel about my children, but those relationships are both very, very valuable to me. Tangible. My, yeah. They're, right. they're tangible people. They can interact with you and whatnot, your children, your wife, all that. Yeah, for sure. Right. But my role with them is different. How? Okay. Uh, because I'm a father or I'm a husband, right? So oh, that, role, yeah, 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 yeah. And so when I look at my relationship with Christ, it is, it starts with when I accepted Christ as my personal savior, then I, I understood that at 12 years old, when it happened to be a fire insurance policy, right? It kept me out of going to hell. Okay. But as I have grown and understood that it's more than a fire insurance policy, it is a a God who created me in his image to be like him in will, intellect, and authority, hmm. and to share his goodness. I mean, what are the two commandments, Michael, to love him and love each other, right? So when I love other people, when I look at someone else, when I look at you through this Zoom meeting, and I see someone created in the image of God, I don't see just, just another man. I see someone who's created in the image of God, and that draws me closer to him because my, my, my role is to love God and love other people. And by loving him, I glorify him by loving other people. I glorify him. And that in turn helps me to enjoy not just him, but all the things that, that he is. Have you met him? No. Can you carry on a conversation with him? Like you do your wife or children? Not in the same way. No, but I do have conversations with God. Yes. Because prayer he talk is listening as much as it is talking but does he talk back to you during prayer um not not audibly no so again how is this a relationship if i have a conversation with my wife or kids or you your wife or kids mm -hmm. you can have that two-way conversation they don't send you thoughts feelings they, right. they, well, they talk to you and how well, so me, i don't see that as a relationship well just, it is a relationship because well let me give you this example okay okay Stay, staying on the, on the human form as you said i have a i have a daughter who's married to a gentleman who's in the army mm -hmm. and i very seldom get to talk to him because i'm not supposed to know where they are mm. okay and that doesn't degrade my relationship with my daughter because i don't get to see her and i don't get to talk to her very often once or twice a year at, mm -hmm. at the most yeah all right and and but that doesn't mean that that my love for her is any less, that my appreciation for her is any less, that my value for her is any less, all right? And my relationship with God starts with when, when I accept him as my personal savior, and as John 3, 16 says, that whoever believes in him will have everlasting life. And when I read that, Michael, uh, that, that word whoever came to me and said, whoever believes in him, mm -hmm. anyone who believes in him will have everlasting life. Anyone who says, who calls on my name will be saved. Now I'm paraphrasing all this. But yeah, I know you're, you're fine. You're yeah, fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and when I read that, I remember thinking, well, I don't have to be like Michael to be saved. I don't have to be like Ben to be saved or like mm -hmm. Janice. God wants me the way he created me to be. Mm -hmm. And God, God's 
put a thumbprint on every individual. When he breathed life into your lungs, and when he put that, that sperm and that egg together in the womb and said, Michael, this is a soul. <laughs> I am breathing life into it. And this soul is unique and is special and is, and is uh, uniquely, wonderfully made by the oh. hands of God. And that's where the relationship starts. When we recognize that relationship is different. That's, that's okay. a lot there, but I, I still fail to see where the, the, the relationship, you said you're like, your daughter's gone. You just, you can't see her, but you were there for, I'm, I'm assuming you were there for her birth. You were there for her childhood. You were there for all of that yeah. until she disappeared yeah. and went off to the, well, not really disappeared, but you know what I mean? She kind of went yeah. off the grid a little bit. You always been right. off the grid forever. You've never met him. You've never seen him. He's never shown up to your birthday party. It's a little bit different there as far as I see. Well, I would argue that I, that I have met him. Right? You have met him. Uh, just like I've met you. Okay. I've never, I've you never zoomed with Jesus. Hands. Well, sort of. <laughs> Did you record turned, it? Cause that would be interesting. Before I turned the video on, you had never met me except auditorily, right? Yeah. You assumed there was a person on this side of the microphone. Well, I can see pictures and videos of you though. That's the difference. Right. right. And I see, I see the, the, the character of God and all that he does. I see the, the essence of God in people and in creation. And then do you though? In, I mean, people are I pretty do. nasty sometimes. So oh, yeah. is that the character of God as well? Well, we live in a sinful world, Michael. But is that the character of God? Um, through evil people? No. Nasty people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, no, God's not in those people. God's not working through those people. God's not shining a light through those people or whatever it is. I didn't say that. You did. Okay. Yeah, you know, whatever yeah. it was called, you said, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was what reaching. I, I was trying what, to find out what it was. <laughs> yeah. What I'm saying is that, is that everyone that is created by God, and I believe uh -huh. everyone is created by God, uh -huh. he, he creates them with their, his earnest desire to build a close, intimate relationship with them. Some people decide not to do that. Just like when you meet somebody at the grocery store, you may right. decide you want to yeah. build a, a relationship with them, or you may not, for whatever reason. Yeah, you know, just yeah, for yeah. what, just for whatever reason, they just, you know, it just doesn't jihad with you as there's, there's a Southern slang for you. Um, it just doesn't jihad with you, but you know, some people <laughs> were drawn to, and some people were not. And, mm. and we want to build relationships with people and a relationship is, as you said, it's very complex and it's unique to each role and each individual that we play. My role with God is I'm his child. And, and I, and I have been created to serve him, to glorify him and to enjoy him. That is, that is it. That's and it. the way in which I do that is unique to me because the scripture tells us that the Holy spirit gives us all gifts as he determines. And, and it says that the last verse of chapter 12 of Corinthians says, and, we, and he does that for the common good to benefit everyone else, not to benefit ourselves. The gifts that God gives me is not to benefit me it's to benefit the common good. Hmm. And it's my job to understand what those gifts are and to use those for his glory and for, and for his kingdom to bring other people into relationship with him. Well, just one more question. Then we'll move on to the topic a little bit here. Okay. Um, so why, why doesn't he show up? Why does he not just poof? Here I am uh, in the Bible. We have Saul on the road mm -hmm. to Damascus and Jesus shows up. He wasn't even searching. There's, mm -hmm. there's millions of people that are searching and calling out and crying out and he doesn't show up. I was one of them many years ago, mm -hmm. many years ago, <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. he never showed up. I can even just sit here on this podcast right now, live. We can talk or well, not live, but live me and you ask him for anything, a sign, a light, a flicker, flicker, these lights, anything make Spider-Man fall. 
anything, nothing. <laughs> I mean, anything. And I don't have anything. But, but when Saul doesn't even want anything, Jesus shows up. So why is he not showing up for people? Does he want them to go to hell? No, I do not believe God ever wants anyone to go to hell. No. Then but why does he God not does send me up. the the proof that I need to be convinced? Um, I believe that God reveals Himself to everybody in unique ways for what that person needs. The timing may not hmm. be what we like. But well, is it convincing not, though? I think it is for many people. Yes. So if if He knows what would convince everybody, why does He not just send that? that uh vision or, or or reality or relationship whatever it is he knows will convince every single person why does he not do that he did that when jesus i wasn't there were you uh no but i don't have to be there. i wasn't i there. did i need to be there i kind of need the evidence i can't just kind of i mean hercules died for people i mean buddha died for people i mean it just doesn't mean it's true though doesn't mean these people actually did these things um, but when it comes to Jesus, there is historical evidence that, that proves there is no historical as evidence that shows he rose from the dead. There's not one. That's the problem. He may have been mm. a real person. I'll grant you that. But there is no proof of any of these extra miraculous things that happen. Not one. Mm. Um, you, you notice my pause there. I did. Uh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. <laughs> I love the pauses. That means it's great. Yeah. It's good. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm thinking. Um, from my standpoint, okay, and mm. I can only speak for my experience. Of course. Is that is that God has revealed Himself to me? Has He physically appeared in my room? No. Mm. Has mm. He um, um, sent a flickering light, as you said? No. Mm. But then again, many of the relationships I, I have, people work through other people many times to reach me um i believe at least in my life i have mm. seen where where god has worked directly to point me in the right direction as i have sought and prayed for guidance and direction and i feel like i need way and i go that way or what or whatever that's me not listening to what god is saying i believe that the holy spirit you know when jesus said in 14 john 14 that when i go away i'm going to leave a comforter for you he will be here mm -hmm. and be with you until i come again and that is the holy spirit and i believe what the scripture says with that and i i believe that the holy spirit is our conscience that that when we have a a conscience of saying you know we know what's right we know what's wrong and we make those decisions based on that my belief is that the holy is that is the holy spirit that is nudging us to make the right decision how do you know it's not jiminy cricket how do you know it's the holy spirit specifically telling you that or your own conscience for that matter your own brain your own thoughts your own your beliefs your your empathy all of that how do you know it's not that well and that's one of the biggest struggles i think with with humanity is this god telling me to do this or is this my own lust and desires wanting me to do this or or is this my fear causing me to do this and i believe that that just comes michael through a lot of of prayer and desertion and and just trusting that the decisions you make are being led and guided by by god how do and, you know those decisions are well, you good don't decisions know. though well you don't know until you i mean just like any decision you don't know the ladder is going to hold you when you climb up you just trust that it's going to we have lots of places in the bible where, where yahweh tells people things that i don't think are very logical number one and, and, and empathetic or or moral um let's go abraham and isaac that's just one little thing. Mm -hmm. We're, we're going to pass aside all the Amalekites, all the people that Yahweh's told to slaughter. 
And we're just going to go with that one. If your God told you in your head, just randomly, hey, go kill your kid, sacrifice him to me. What would you think? Where would you, where would you think that was coming from? You know, it's been done before. Well, I, you tested people before yeah. in the past with this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that question comes up a lot because it is a, it's a unique story, but I don't think, mm. I think we miss the point of the story when we focus on is Abraham really going to kill Isaac? I think the, that's I not think the, the, that's not the point. I'm sorry. That's not the point I'm trying to make though. The point I'm trying okay. to make is that, that Yahweh ordered this to be done. That's the point. Not that he was going to do it, that he almost did it. It's the fact that Yahweh set this in motion. He said mm -hmm. to Abraham, go sacrifice your kid to me. And he wanted to prove his loyalty to him. Does, does Yahweh not know his loyalty ahead of time? Um, yes, because yeah. God is omniscient and, and, so, and omnipotent. But see, God is separated from time. Okay. And that's, the, and that's the part that I believe humanity has the biggest struggle with is because our life is, has a beginning, a middle, and an end. We're, we're born, we live, and we die. And everything we do revolves around time, mm -hmm. right? And, but God is not, is not controlled by time because God invented time. Okay. Right. So um, without trying to get too complex here, but so the easiest way to say this is that God is active in time, all of the time at the same time, but from beyond time. So why does so, he need to test things? He's not testing things. Well, he tested James, Abraham in that situation. James tells us that, that, that we are tested by our own desires and lusts, that God, God tempts no one. Well, it also says that God tempts us beyond, not beyond what we can handle, which I think is ridiculous because a lot of people fall for sin and, and temptation. So if God's mm -hmm. testing us more than we can handle, he must not have been testing those people. Well, the God of the Old Testament is different because from, from the, God of the, them, the huh. God of the New Testament in that, all right, let me. Huh. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. yeah in, that, <laughs> in that, when Jesus came, he said, you know, there was the law of the prophets and the law of Moses, and I came to fulfill those. And while there were 686 laws that the Jewish people were supposed, I think that's the right number, that the Jews were supposed to follow, Jesus says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this simple for you. Love God, love each other. That's really right. all you got to do. But do you and think that, that changes everything. Do you see that in those old laws? Do you see love God and love each other in those old laws? Uh, it is in there, but there's much more that yeah. just really muddied the water for so many people and and but these are all god's and, laws these old ones yeah, these 613 yeah. of them were set in stone by yahweh these are perfect righteous and good mm -hmm. he said himself many places mm -hmm. so these perfect Before righteous he, and good laws picking up sticks on the sabbath gets you stoned to death burn your you know daughter if she's a prostitute and you're a priest all these these are perfect laws that were set in motion mm -hmm. by yahweh so when you said that he was a different guy in the old testament that's kind of what i was thinking because in the new testament a little bit in the new testament he's a little bit more loving just a little bit more a little more caring a little more love your neighbor but in the end he's just going to burn everybody anyway so i mean and slaughter them and whatnot but i forgot my point <laughs> I, I disagree with that um <laughs> you don't think revelation is going to happen Oh, I do, but God's oh, not yeah. going to slaughter everyone. It's just those who have made the decision not to follow him. Me and my kids and my right. wife. Yeah, he's going to slaughter us. He's going to throw us into a pit of hell. So you made the decision not to follow him? Yeah. No, yeah, oh. 100%. I read that book. Okay. I read that book, man. Holy cow. The things yeah. he's done in there. I will not follow anybody that does the things that he does. A documented child killer, man, I have an issue with that. And, mm -hmm. I, and that's 
I don't see why anybody else doesn't have an issue with that as well. You're, yourself, you, you want to praise and worship this guy. You've mm-hmm. read the Bible, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you know the things he's done. You, you've read right. it. You've, you've, you've taken it in. Um, do, you, do you think and, it's okay to, and, to, and, to slaughter well, and drown children? Well, well, I'll say this, Michael, just to be very clear for, yeah, yeah. for, for Pete. Is for there's Pete. a lot of the things for pizza that, yeah, I've heard that a few times in my life. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, and I'm gonna repeat it too. Okay. <laughs> Damn it, I didn't even think of that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One. got you. I got you. Is that there's a lot, all right? And and I've been to seminary and I'm seminary trained and all that. Mm. And but there's still a lot that I don't understand. Yeah, there's, oh, yeah. There, there's there's a lot of well, why did God do that? And why did God do this? And why did God, you know, et cetera. But as, as one dear friend of mine said one time, I'm thankful. I don't have to understand it to believe it. For Hmm. example, I don't understand how, when I hit that switch, the light comes on. I mean, I may know that, well, it's electricity, but how does it come from the hydro dam to my light bulb? I have no clue, but I Google, I don't Google will tell you, I don't have to understand it in order to know that it's going to happen. There's a lot in our lives, you know, same thing with my car. Um, when I turn the key or push the button, depending on what you have, all these things happen in order for me to get from A to B. Right. You but know, we can understand it. That's the difference. There's manuals. There's, there's YouTube videos. There's but schools you can go to to help you understand, understand these right, things. You went silent. I can't hear you. There, <laughs> there's schools that can you hear me now. Anything? Hello. Oh no, man. It must be your headset. Oh no, it must be your headset. I can't hear you. Check your headset. I can't hear I, you. I didn't do anything different. Mm. I understand. I understand. I can't hear you. There's no sound. I understand. Try, can you hear me? Try and fix it on can your you end. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. I cannot hear you. Okay, well, try and fix it on your end. Try and muck with your mic anything. and headset. I got nothing. Your mouse moving. I hear nothing. It just That's shut off. That's a bummer. Must be the Holy I Spirit. I can't hear anymore, Michael. Well, we can edit this later or keep it in. It's kind of fun. I'll just keep talking and let I me know no when sound. you can hear me. Let me know when you can hear me. I can't hear anything. Can you read my lips? No. What you <laughs> can you read my lips? Slowly. Can okay. you read my lips? Is that what you said? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. yes. Try fixing your headset plug-in. Maybe I'm that's plug the... and plug my my headset back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Can something. you hear me now? Nothing. Nothing at all. Let me check the settings. All right, check your settings. <laughs> well, at least it's not a lawnmower in the backyard you're chasing around. In the middle of a good conversation, I went silent. You went silent on me, man. I know that's no fun. Huh. <sighs> cool. Hello, hello, hello. Tessie. Oh, now I can't hear you. <sighs> All right. I cool. just unmuted. I didn't know about sound. There you are. Can you hear me? <coughs> Do not inhale water. <clears throat> all right i just turned off my headphones and i can uh-huh. hear you i'm gonna turn them back on nice nice do it do it all right i'm gonna have something's wrong with my headphones i heard anything my computer speaker uh-huh oh hello 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 
All right. I can hear you through my computer speaker, but I don't want that sound to come into my microphone. So let's see if it does. All right. Can you, well, you're going to have to talk to see if it so far, so good. Okay. I don't hear it background. I don't know what happened with my headphones, man. Just, <laughs> you were talking. I'm like, dude, I can't hear you. Great conversation. <laughs> That's how it works, man. That's how it works. Yeah. That's oh, it must have been the, <laughs> I think it's Spider-Man. If you ask me, I don't think it's Spider-Man. Just saying. Just no, saying, I don't think it's I've Spider-Man. met Spider-Man. <laughs> Which one? The, oh, one good. God. the one in Hollywood. There's a bunch of them. There's a bunch yeah, of one. There's only one God, though. So yeah, it's kind of like the Santa Claus thing. They're all little minions. They all go out and do his part, like the angels. That's what it is. It's like angels. These are all just different angels. I've met Spider-Man through these different Spider. Anyways, I love it. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> so the jealous God thing, the punishing of kids. Is that where we were? I think that's where we were at. I kind of want to skip over to prayer if we can't remember where we were at with that one. Because okay, yeah, yeah, I don't remember. All right, cool. Prayer. Yay! Yeah. How how does prayer work for you, and does it work? Prayer works for me in that it gives me a chance to. Um, well, here's my philosophy on prayer. Okay. Yeah. Is I I start with thank you. Thank I you. Thank God for all the blessings that He's given me. I thank Him for my wife every day. I thank Him for my wife, for my children. Mm-hmm. Um, I thank Him for all the, uh, you know, for having a job, a, a roof over my head, for all the all the things that we take for granted. And then once I have done that, I go to what I call sorry. This is when I ask for forgiveness for all my sins, the things that I've done intentionally, the things that I may have done that I'm not aware of the the ways in which I have not enjoyed him, the ways in which I have ignored him, where I, I haven't wow. um, shared his love. So I go, thank you, sorry, and then please. And with please is, is the time for me to ask God for the help in the areas in which I need help. For example, my daughter was getting married this past weekend, my middle mm-hmm. daughter. And, and when I am praying with her right before we go, you know, to walk her down the aisle, um, some of the things that I'm praying for is for her to continue to put God first in her life, for her to trust God in wherever he's going to lead them in their life. Um, and that's the please part. Right? Okay. So well, the, let's, let's tackle that. Right. Hold on. I want to tackle that a little thank bit. You, I start with thank you. And then I go, sorry. And then I finish with please. And then I spend time in quiet listening, just kind of a, I guess people who are not Christians would call it meditating where you just clear your mind and you just try to think of nothing and that is when um i don't like people well let me rephrase that when anytime someone says god spoke to me and said boom then i'm gonna have a little red flag on that because i've been a christian for a long time and i've only felt like god may have spoken to me twice Mm. okay but i do feel lead hard work for me to say leadings um lean i can't say it because it's an l word and i have a speech impediment but um, nudging there's there's Uh, i can can substitute a nudging in my heart and soul when i'm considering something or thinking about something and nudging and then i take that to say well let me investigate this let me think about that let me pray about it some more and see if i have clear guidance in order to make a decision nudging that's how, that's how i pray <clears throat> Thank you for that. I appreciate that answer. Um, I did want to dive into the, the specific prayer that you you said you prayed for your daughter. Yeah. Um, I'm going to paraphrase here. You said something specific, but I'm just going to paraphrase for her to follow Jesus and, and, and be a Christian, right? That that was 
to lead yeah, or well, to look oh, for? Or... Well, um, I believe that I have a really good, strong marriage, you know, as a Christian, that it starts with God and then your spouse and then your children and then everyone else. And mm -hmm. by putting God first and, and honoring him first, then it makes all the other things that marriage comes through so much easier. Why? Because you are trusting and believing in the one that created you. But what's he going to do though? When, when, when both of you are doing that and putting God first, because uh, I believe that the, and then he'll uh, send you blessings. Says, I believe what the Bible says about marriage is that, is that, you know, you leave your father and mother, you cling to one another. And, and that when your relationships are centered on God and on, and on Christ, then it just, it makes life easier and makes <sighs> the hard times a little bit more tolerable. I mean, we all go through horrible times, Pete. very horrible times. My wife and I lost a baby at three months old, horrible times. Right. And I mean, it was, it was devastating and took a long time and, and, and you're never really over it. No. Yeah. Right. But you learn to deal with it. You learn to accept it. I, I don't know why Palmer died. I, and I, I may never know until I get to heaven and get to see him. And that's the first thing I'm going to do is look for him and jump into my arms and I get to hold him finally. Is um, he going to be three months old? Sorry, that was insensitive, uh, will, but I mean, is he going to be three months old in heaven when you meet him? Just well, kind of curious. Been to heaven yet, but what I hear about heaven is that is, uh, you know, everybody has perfect bodies, so he won't be sick anymore, and and whatever caused him to die won't won't be there anymore, and and that he will be, you know, fully and completely restored. I'm and sorry, you went through God that, wants me. However, God wants me to see him at that point is how I will see him at that point. And if he's three months old, then that's that's great too. He won't run and jump Mars. Then I'll no. pick him up. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> Man, I'm sorry that happened. That's okay. And, and it's always a tough topic. Um, but I am going to yeah, dive yeah. a little bit into it. Um, so he was sick and 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 passed away. Mm -hmm. Who do you think gave him that sickness? Well, it wasn't an illness. All right. So it wasn't like cancer, leukemia, uh -huh. anything like that. It wasn't that. Um, we are assuming it was SIDS, but we chose not to have an autopsy because we just didn't want to envision that happening to our little Yeah. Girl. Yeah. No, no. Okay. Yeah. So, tough, so man. that was our choice. So mm. we don't know. Okay. We, yeah. and, and we, while people around us were like, I just couldn't live with not knowing for us, it was more comforting than to see what they would do to him to find out, mm. you know? Yeah. So yeah. I think everybody grieves differently, Michael, when it comes yeah. to something like that. And, and whatever you need to do to get through that, then you just need to do it. And, and, you know, for a while we were like, why are we having to justify this decision? This is our son. We're yeah. the ones who, I mean, everybody who loves us was, was grieving and who loved him was grieving, but this is our son. This is what we chose to do. So if you don't like it, that's tough. Right? Yeah. This is what, this is what we chose to do. And, and it is a very, very difficult thing to carry your son's casket oh yeah no I mean, man i can't just, even just, i got goosebumps now thank you yeah no same no don't say that 27 and 28 inches long Oof. i mean the, the casket is tiny and you know we don't think about baby caskets i don't want to think, think about it. about babies dying <clears throat> let's move on to the subject i don't want to think about it yeah um no dude it's horrible i can't even think about it um yeah but bad oh. things happen to good people all the time yeah but, but if thing, your Michael, god is here to protect you if you if you if you're if you're loving and wants the best for you and wants you to have blessings and you're loving him and praising him like you should why are you suffering why are the people around you suffering because what i see in the bible is that 
sinful people suffer and the people that do well who are praising Jesus and, and, and sacrificing things the way they're supposed to and whatever it's supposed to be are blessed. So mm-hmm. I'm seeing the, the opposite here in this particular situation. I'm sorry. It's horrible loss. I can't even imagine. I don't even want to think about it because it makes me all emotional and shit. But here's the thing. Yeah. Here's how I describe it to people. When, I'm, when people ask, why do bad things happen to good people? Right? My answer is this. Bad things happen to everybody. Christians the especially, though. Bad things happen to bad people. We just don't care about them. So it doesn't affect us the same way. I mean, let's be real. If, 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 if here's a, you know, but that's not what was promised, though. Addict, but if, well, let me finish my point. Go ahead, if, go ahead. If, if this person is a pedophile drug addict and, he, and, and his son dies, we're like, well, good riddance, you know, not, you, no, you, no, you, we <laughs> no. Just, I mean, that's how people react, but if no. it's, you know, a pillar of the community, just a great person and something bad happens, then it affects us differently. No, the death of a child is still the death of a child. I'm sorry, sorry, Pete, but it affects me the same. It affects me the same. I don't care if that child's from a crackhead, axe murderer. That child is still a child, is innocent from that situation. The death of a child may be a bad example because I agree with you on that one. Thank you. So that was a bad analogy. (laughs) Okay, so that was a bad analogy. But but my, I think the point I'm trying to make is that is that when we say these bad things happen to good people is that bad things happen to everybody. My point is, though, that Christians are are following what the Bible says, the word. The word is telling them to do certain things, and they will reap such certain benefits. Matthew 21, 22, whatever you ask for, you will receive. It doesn't Mm -hmm. say sometimes. It doesn't say only for those who, who worship him or, you know, bad things happen to good people. No, it doesn't. It says if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. And I don't see that actually happening. That's, that's that's my a, issue here. That's that's my and that's point. a very good and that's a very valid point, Michael. I'm not going to argue that. Okay, no. and and that's one of the things I don't understand. But I also believe that 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 Jesus and God is not a genie that we rub a lamp and and poof, you got three wishes to to get what you want, mm-hmm. right? And 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 I think a lot of times people approach prayer as if it's a genie in a lamp, and and we rub it and we say, all right, God, I want a I want a Mercedes outside. Well. I asked for it in his name. Why don't I have a Mercedes side? And I think the point is that's not what you're asking for the wrong things for the wrong reason. The death of a child to save a child. I think that's a good reason, right? To pray for the saving of a child, the safety of a child, regardless, mm -hmm. even the safety of a child. Pete, children are, are, are are shot in church. Mm -hmm. They're raped in church. There's no special protection there. The, the mm-hmm. prayer from those parents for protection didn't work. Yahweh had other plans. And because of the free will of other people, these horrible, horrific actions happen. Mm-hmm. Yahweh doesn't stop it. He just says, you know, you know, I, <sighs> I guess you, I don't even know. I can't even imagine sitting back and watching these things happen. I couldn't right. even imagine, it's, Pete. Well, I, you, well, you either. I, I don't. I don't. I would like to believe that most most people don't sit back and watch it happen no yeah no no okay. yeah 100 I, I i see parents stepping in and trying to to, to intervene and right, parents right. loving parents and that's what right. god is supposed to be the ultimate loving parent who right. doesn't step parent, in a loving parent also disciplines their children and also holds that, their children accountable he, and also i'm sorry just whoa that is not a that is not they're not just they're, okay let's let's just make sure that we're not 
saying that this these horrible shootings and rapings are part oh, no, of no, discipline. No, no, okay, no, 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 good. No, 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 no. Just making sure. All, not, at all, not at all. It's a whole other conversation there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and it's a you know, with with everything that just happened oh, down in Texas. Don't don't kind don't of a, don't get me started. It's even Pete, much I will more lose difficult it. subject. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, but because it is raw and it is and oh, it is uh, a, man, a very still fresh thing. You know, it is fresh. Um, and you know, it's just, a. there is no rhyme or reason behind that, Michael, just like mm. the 38 people that were shot in Chicago over the weekend. There's no yep. rhyme or reason behind that bad people doing bad things. Right. Yeah, and, but there's and extremists, there's extremes, you know, and I think are. that's, that's, that's one there of them. are, there are, I mean, I can't explain what Hitler did. I can't explain what Idi Amin did or Pol Pot or, or how, or Ho Chi Minh mm. or any of these people that have done yeah major atrocities and you can take that down to the to the unabomber and to i mean all these 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 classic cases that we Bay, know of, right? yeah yeah i mean the list goes on and on and on right but if you go back through history there have always been those people okay right and and why are those people i don't know i'm not going to pretend to know the answer to that michael because hey, it's beyond me to, to to know that but i do know this mm -hmm. with everything that i am that God's wisdom and plan is far greater than my mind can comprehend. And, and that whatever he has in store for Pete, all right, I'm speaking very personally now, yeah. um, whatever he has in store for Pete, I will, I will accept and I will take, and I will try my best to learn from it and grow from it and to use that experience, good, bad, or indifferent to try to draw closer to him. Because mm -hmm. I know there have been times in my life when I have really struggled with my relationship with God, when I have felt like that God had abandoned me, that went for a couple of years. But I realized at that time that I was away from God was much, much worse than the times in which I've been closer to God. Because the, the everyday things just felt so much more, so much darker, for lack of a better word, that I just felt lost during that entire time. And, and when I found my way back into a relationship with God, then the ability, excuse me, to handle the adversity of life has been easier. It's, it's still hard whenever crap happens, mm. excuse my language, no, it's still hard, <laughs> but, but it's, it's, it helps Pete keep it in perspective to know that there is a God who loves me, who wants only the best for me. Let's, let's dive into this God that loves you so much. I see mm -hmm. him right on the same level as, actually worse than, people like Timothy McVeigh, people like Hitler. I see him worse. Hitler didn't wipe out everybody on the planet. Your God did. And in Exodus 34, 14, do not worship any other gods for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. And it goes on to tell us that he's going to punish children for the sins of their father. I see him in that same category. Somebody who is slaughtering children pointlessly. I don't see any good reason for, for, for Yahweh, for Timothy McVeigh, for the asshat who slaughtered children in Texas. I don't see any good reason for any death of a child. I don't. So when your God kills children in several places, how does that register with you? How do you not see him as a monster? Um, I don't see him as a monster. I don't understand a lot of the reasoning behind the things he did in the Old Testament. I don't. But you uh, still worship not, him, though. I'm not going to pretend that I do. Yeah. There's a lot, as I said earlier, Michael, there's a lot of things about God 
and about life in general that I don't understand, but I have to take it on faith and I have to take it as a, as a big picture and a, a picture for me and how does it affect me and my family and my life. And I have seen that in my life, having the relationship with God has made things much better and, and, and easier. We, we recently with my children who are now all adults, um, had conversations about some of these difficult conversations about, um, it wasn't the thing in Texas. Um, it was, I think it was the, uh, there's so um, many, there's so many, where yeah, do we start? The, uh, um, uh, hold on, man. Uh, okay. uh, what's his first name? Nassar, the U S gymnast doctor who was molesting oh, the girl yeah. for all those years. Yeah. What's his first name? I don't you even know what I'm care. About, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. yeah. All right. It doesn't even so, dare so, to deserve to so be. Mentioned. We were talking about that. Yeah. And 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 in talking about that, one of the things that came up was the flag was raised and he was confronted and turned in in the early 90s. Hmm. And the people in authority over him did nothing. And, and so it continued and continued, continued. So the steps were in place, the, the proper channels were followed and people dropped the ball. Yeah. Now we could take that and, and we can blame God for that, but God, if, if, yeah. if, hmm. right, if God put the people in place to stop it and they didn't stop it, right. Then why did then he put them in place? If he knew they weren't going to stop, stop it, it, he knows everything. He knows they're right. not going to stop it. So I put them there, but if you put them in, but just follow me here. If you put them in place to stop it uh -huh. and they didn't, then is it not their responsibility? No, it's his fault for, for putting them there. Accountable for it? It's sorry? the same thing with the Moses story. Now I go back to the Moses story in the Exodus where Yahweh's like, Moses, I need you to speak, to, speak to Pharaoh to release blah, 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 blah. Well, Yahweh knew ahead of time, Moses wasn't going to do it. Moses was going to back out of it and just carry the stick through the whole thing. But mm -hmm. since I feel it's the same thing with these people. He put them there to question it, knowing they wouldn't question it. He already knows. He already knows that that's not going to be a know. sufficient enough thing to do. But he went ahead and did it anyways. That doesn't make sense. Why not put yeah. something there to well, stop it? Well, I think he did, but, but people dropped the ball. It's the same thing with Hitler. Do you think that these Jewish people are his favorite people, right? Yes. Yeah. He let them suffer. What happened in Exodus? He sent Moses and Aaron to plagues and, 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 and all kinds of stuff to, to release his people. What did mm -hmm. he send for the Jewish people with the Nazis? Um, not enough. Nothing. No, but, you know, nothing. I mean, if we get in the Holocaust, that, that's a really big can of worms. That's, there's a whole. Yeah, but yeah, he didn't stop it and whole, he didn't try and stop it. He, he was all no, about the Exodus, though, but he um, didn't stop it there when they're being slaughtered. I think, I think though, Michael versus from, enslaved, sorry, I think Michael from the, from the angle that I hear you coming from is, is that because you can't see God, because you can't talk to God, because bad things happen in this world, then, then please let me finish. Okay, yeah. then, then you have dismissed the, the, um, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the person of God as being a loving, caring God. You have just to dismissed see that. Is that correct? Well, I haven't seen it. Where, where right. can you point to me the loving, caring God? Well, have you seen uh, Saturn? Have I seen Saturn? I've seen lots of pictures have of Saturn. Seen, 
Yes. Well, there's pictures of Saturn, but that doesn't mean that, that you have not seen Saturn. I've looked through a telescope and seen Saturn. You have. I have. How about Pluto? The former planet. Pluto. A dot. You can see a dot in the sky. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you can see these things. I still think it's a planet. They're I'm possibly. Poor thing. Pluto. He's so far out there. I'm a Pluto. I'm a Plutonian. <laughs> if that's a word. I don't know. <laughs> I was taught nine planets. Uh, I'm going to die with nine planets. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, and four oceans, not five either. That's, oh man. Yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> all right. You just froze. Did you? Oh no. I lose you. I'm moving now. I can't hear you. I don't see or hear anything. Yeah, I totally forgot where we're on too. Now, this always happens when we're deep in the conversation. Dang it, planets! Oh, there you are. There you are. Okay, good. That always happens when we're deep in conversation. We're talking about planets. I know. know. Have I seen? Have I seen Saturn? Yes. Have I seen Jupiter? Yes. Any other questions? I've looked at the sun. I've stared at the sun too. That's not really. Yeah, and but we haven't but... seen the you know the the center of the earth. There's a lot of things on this planet that I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. I may have seen a picture of, but you know, pictures don't do justice. I'm not gonna worship it though. No, no. Well, that's the difference. Either. I'm not gonna worship yeah. something I haven't seen. And and that is your prerogative. I'm not gonna worship actually for, go ahead. Yeah, go sorry. But for me, mm-hmm. for 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 Pete, for me and my family. We do worship what what I believe to be the living God, who is a God of love and also a God of justice and a God of grace and a God of of um, uh, much more good than there is bad. Hmm. I think I think in this world it's really easy to point out the flaws of things or the bad things, but we don't notice any of the good things. You know, I mean, you just watch the news hmm. for how loud it's depressing as all get out. But if they were to spend just a week and report nothing but good that people do for one another, good that is happening in our world, good, really good nonprofit organizations that are helping people. Uh-huh. And then I think it would restore some of that faith in humanity that well, is, I believe, comes from God. But then we is wouldn't know about the bad stuff that's happening. Far more, stepping in and stop far more good, far more good. Let's, I mean, again, we talked about how raw the, the shooting in Texas was, and, and there's no way to justify that or anything. Mm. I'm not even going to talk about, yeah, try to don't. try to, to, to do that, but don't. <laughs> how many hundreds of thousands of, of, or millions of, of children went to school that same day and had a great day and learned the great things and, and experienced love and compassion. My kids, and for one. My point is, is there's more good than there is bad. Right. And that but we still have to address the bad, though. We still have to confront it and address it. We still have to learn about it so we can tackle it and take Absolutely. care of it. Absolutely. I'm not yeah. saying we need to. I'm not saying yeah. we need to turn a blind eye to it. Okay. I'm yeah. saying that that let's don't focus on the bad. Let's address the bad and let's yeah. try to right the wrong. But let's also try to focus on the good things that happen. I don't know about the, your local news, but mine does that. They'll do like a, a mix of everything. You know what's going on in the world. They even have an adopt a puppy section. I mean, so there, there's a mix of everything. I see we, that. We definitely. have adopt a puppy section, but we don't have an adopt a kid section. Oh, that right? is a great idea. I, I, I have written I our it. local news many times, and I have said, you know, I care about dolls, but I care. About I have about seen kids that more. I have why definitely have, seen that. Why don't we have adopt a kid section every Thursday at six thirty on the or six twenty on the six o'clock news? We're mm. going to highlight these five kids that are up for adoption. I've definitely seen why that. They were like that? a brother instead and sister of, pair. Go to the humane society and and focus on the dogs. I mean, Whoa. I love dogs, but they're dogs. They're not human beings. <laughs> oh, well, mm, I love dogs. Uh, I do I too. Think, I, got, I think they're I got right a, up there I with you. Lives. I think yeah. we, I think we share a lot. Um, but yeah, hundred percent. I love that idea. Dog and adoption section. I have seen that before. I think it's a great idea. 
Um, so I want to dive into this worship thing, though. I, I, I don't feel the need to worship anything. I never have. Well, I did, actually. I, I was a Christian at one point. I worshiped Yahweh extensively. Lots of crying, lots of raised hands, lots of repentance for things that he didn't like that I did. Why worship something? Why do you need to worship something? Um, it, it makes me um, feel closer to him. It makes me uh, attending worship services helps me to, um, let's see, how am I trying to say it? Am I refueling from the past week or filling up for the week to come? You know, which is, it? I think it's both. Uh, when I get to explain when, that, when, when I attend church or services, I get to be around other people who are struggling like I'm struggling. Oh, I get it, to well. be around other people who are who are um, just trying to live their best life as best they can in their, in the yeah. world in which they live, you know, and community, and that is, and that is very community based and yeah. or geographic based, you know, it's, it's going to be different for me than it is for you. Cause you're in California somewhere, right? Las Vegas, Las Vegas. Okay. All right. Well then you're in Las Vegas. I'm over here in <laughs> Northwest South Carolina. So our experience there is going to be different because it's just a different world. You That's know? for I'm, sure. I'm in the heart of the South. <laughs> And, you know, and we're hospitable people and we're loving people and we're gracious, but we said we have a front porch that people sit on for crying out loud. And I not here in Vegas, not here. Over. <laughs> Different you know, rules and, for sure. <laughs> but, but it helps me to, uh, when I go to church and worship, it helps me to center myself on God for, um, for the coming week. For me, it's for the coming, it's, 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 it's preparing myself for the time coming up in the next in the next several days with whatever i'm facing help me understand that how, how does the worship prepare you for the week when um now i'm assuming you did that, that it's a good it's good music and and a good message <laughs> in what i'm saying no, okay and having been a pastor and preacher i know you don't hit a home run every week right? no sometimes you get a bunt single and you're happy for it right but <laughs> somebody clapped <laughs> that's right okay we got through it you know but but for the most part you know, for me, I, I'm a note taker when I hear scripture, whenever mm -hmm. the pastor is, is, is speaking, I have a notebook in my Bible and I take extensive notes mm -hmm. and I actually go back and reread them because I Good. get into the word and I'm trying to understand what the word is saying. And one of the great things for me that I, that I see in the, in the scripture and, and I, honestly, Michael, I read the new Testament 15 times more than I read the old Testament. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I shouldn't, but I do. So I'm much more knowledgeable on the. <laughs> well, it's the happy, the, feel good stuff versus the wrathful, well, angry some, child uh, killer. There, there's some confrontational stuff in the new Testament. A lot of so confrontational true. stuff. In so the new true. Mm -hmm. But what I've seen is that you can read this same scripture and three months later read it again and it speaks to you completely differently. And that's what we call the living word of God because uh, Jesus was so profound in Paul and Luke and Matthew and all the writers were so profound in, in God inspiring them to write it is what I believe yeah. that the word continues to mean something different depending on where you are in your life and what you're facing at that time. Well, that, that's and, reading the and, Bible though, but how does the worship feed you? Does the worship, I, I don't know, somehow well, guide you to the right verse or something or. Well, I'm a traditionalist. Okay. I like some of the rock and roll music, but yeah. I, you know, I'm 58 years old. That's really not my thing. I grew up with three <laughs> hymns and a poem. Okay. So, uh, I like the traditional organ and piano, but I like mm. some of the, some of the contemporary worship as well, but it's just, it's comforting to me. It's comforting to hear songs that I've heard for 45 years. 
that I know by heart. Oldie and, stations. Why listen to it? Uh, yeah, yeah, really. really. <laughs> it's I comforting. Love to tell the story of, of unseen things above, of Jesus and his glory, of Jesus and his love. And those words are just impacted into my heart. They're just there because I have sung them for most of my life. And some of those hymns for me tell me more about who God is, and it draws me closer to him. Huh. So when I'm at worship, again, it's the entire service, right? From from opening prayer or what opening announcements all the way through the benediction for, for, for me, all of that's worship. It's not just the music. It's not just the preaching. It's not just the prayers. All of it together is worship. And I feel a need to do that because it draws me closer to God. It keeps mm. me centered and keeps my priorities in order because my priorities are God first, wife, second, children next and so forth and so on. Whew. Yeah. My dad told me that once too. I didn't really like it too much. Hey, why, why is this invisible guy more important than me? That's weird. I can see my no. mom. That's, that's, I totally understand that part. But this, this other guy, like, I don't know, man. I thought I was a little more yeah, important well, dad, than that. Dad told me to eat spinach too. I didn't like it either, but it's, it's good for me. Well, I didn't see it as good for me. I don't see it as yeah, good for anybody. But, <laughs> so, so well, worship gives you the happy, respectfully good... disagree for that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's why we're here. <laughs> so the worship gives you the happy feel goods for the week. Is that no, what not it necessarily, is? not okay. necessarily, because a lot of times the scripture is very, is very confrontational and it, and it hits me between the eyes and say, Pete, you are not living like you're supposed to. You are not making good decisions. You are not uh, demonstrating the love of God that, that, that God is asking you to do. You, so you is that worship missed... though? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. It is that... because part of worship is self-examination and, and that is and... so weird, Pete. That is so weird <laughs> to I, describe I worship that way. I don't know. That's unique. That's, you, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's Pete's uh, version of it. I love it. Thank you. Appreciate that. Mm -hmm. um, I did want to close it out a little bit uh, with love. Um, okay. Where do you see that in the Bible? Where's the love? I think it, uh, wow, it starts a lot. I think it starts at creation creation it, it, yes i think it starts there that okay that god um i think it i think love is found in in the person of christ that when god sent his only son here for us that that jesus was in heaven at, at creation and god said uh listen come here i got something to tell you buddy i need you to do something for me you're not gonna like it but god sent jesus down here to sacrifice for us so that we could have a better opportunity so that we could spend eternity with him. Now, could he have done it another way? We can argue that till the cows come home, right? Do you think uh, that's a better way to do things? A blood sacrifice? Do you think that's a moralistic, idealistic, great way to go about things? But you know, what, what we think is moral in Western America is not the same as what people in New Guinea think is moral. Right. But is it moral so, to you? Do you um, think that's a good idea? I don't understand it. Yeah, but I but but I accept it as as what it is. That, well, that, how do you that, feel about that, it though? What like let's just put this in the scenario: your 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 kids did something you didn't like, and you had them sacrifice a dog, or you created another son that you killed to forgive them. Yeah, but the whole reason I mean, one of the main reasons, Jesus, or I say one of the main reasons Jesus came is that we did he did away with the blood sacrifice of animals and stuff. Well, he needed blood sacrifice. Hebrews 9:22, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. This is Yahweh's rule. He set this in motion. He mm -hmm. could have chosen anything. Something write else. me a love letter, write me a haiku. <laughs> Holy cow, anything besides killing uh, something. I'm a loving a God. Haiku. Now kill that. <laughs> what is a Jewish haiku? That would be funny to hear, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> 
We're gonna that make was a one. good one. It's gonna happen. That was a good one. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. I, I no, you're fine. No, I mean, like, it doesn't make any sense. I'm a loving God. I, but, you I, know I, what? Again, but kill that in order to, in order for again, me to forgive What I you. hear you saying, Michael, is it, is it, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make sense. Right. And I'm not going to argue that. You pile okay? those things up that don't make I am any not sense, though, argue Pete. That. I don't that, follow things that don't make sense. Well, there's a lot of things that don't make sense. Like what? Follow. There's a lot of things in, in, in life that don't make sense. Right, but we can Google it and figure it out. Like my cell phone. It's magic to well, me, but you know what? You I can Google Wiki, and... I mean, WikiLink or whatever it's called. Well, yeah, Wikipedia Wiki, Wiki. doesn't mean that it's accurate. You no, know? but I can I go mean, to a factory and watch my cell phone be made. We can figure these things out. We can actually witness these things. But when it comes to your loving God who requires bloodshed for forgiveness, we can't witness him. We had to have been alive when Jesus was here. We, we weren't. Mm -hmm. He didn't leave any photographic or video evidence, which would have been amazing. That would well, have been a miracle right they there. They didn't have photographs back then. There's no he could photographic have made evidence it. of anything back he then. He could right now on that, that, that silly little prayer wall or weeping wall or whatever the Jewish people do, he could have it projected on there, his, his crucifixion and resurrection. He mm -hmm. could have that projected on there 24-7, mm -hmm. seven days a week. I mean, he could right. just have it on there. That's how he works, right? That would have been you know, amazing, but I can't see work, it. He doesn't work with a with a uh, IMAX projector. No, it could have been magic, man. He's magic. He came right. back from the dead. He and turned water thing. into wine. Is this not magic? It's miraculous. Well, what's the difference you know, between a miracle and magic? Um, a miracle is divinely right, and magic, there's a trick behind it. If he's there's, divine, how is it a miracle? He can do it anyways. So how is that a miracle? How is that like anything. impressive? Yeah. Right. So how is it impressive when he does anything? He can do anything. And why he chooses not to do the things that we think he should do. I can't answer that. And no one that yeah. you have on your show will be able to answer that. No. Well, they try. Uh, <laughs> no. Well, I'm not trying to, I'm not Thank trying you, to, I'm not sure. Well, I'm not, I'm, I'm not intending to try to justify why god does what god does because god does mm -hmm. what god does because that's just who he is and why and i why choose not to worship him because of the things he's done and you choose fine. to worship him regardless of the things he's done and that's where i have the issue pete um i'm not going to agree with that okay i'm going to if you want to say you don't want to worship him because of what he's done then allow me to say why i worship him instead of you telling me why i worship him is it because of the things he's done it's because of the things that he's done for me. <laughs> okay. How is that I different? Him. Well, I think it's very different. And, and, um, I find it, um, it's the same thing we, though. Pete. Well, if he did I it for you, that, it's anyways, go ahead, go ahead. Pete, go ahead. I'm, I want to say this. And I, obviously we, we disagree on a, on a lot of this, right. Mm. But I'm not laughing at your comments mm. and I would appreciate if you wouldn't laugh at mine. Oh Just, man, Pete, I know I don't make any offense. Don't mean any offense at all. No, sorry, Pete. Well, it comes it, off that way. You know, and for most of this conversation, it, it, it hasn't been offensive. Okay. At, a, at all that would disagree. But when you ask me for what, what I see as a deeply personal question and I answer it as honestly as I can, and then you right. laugh in response, then that it's is offensive. Well, Pete, I'm sorry. It's the same thing. When you, when you tell me, if, if I say you worship him because of the things he's done, and then you tell me, no, I worship him because of the things he's done for me, that would be worshiping him for the things he's done. So that was my that's laugh. That's not what you asked me, but that's not what you said. Oh. You said. Well, I could have sworn it was. No, I apologize. You, at least what I heard was yeah. that you don't worship him because of the things he's done and that Pete worships, worships him because of the things he has not done. At least that's what no, I heard. No, sorry. Yeah. Maybe no, no. I misheard that it. Yeah. Okay. That wasn't it at all. all right. Pete. I apologize. Okay. All right. No, no. Yeah. We're good. So, uh, just a misunderstanding there, but, 
but I, you know, I, I worship God because I, for me, I have to, it makes me a better person. It huh. makes me uh, a better father. It makes me a better husband. It makes me a better, a better person when I have my focus on God and not myself or other people. I find that when people uh, ignore God, then they tend to, and, and I don't know you, we just met, so I'm, this, this is not directed <laughs> towards you, but in, in, in the conversations I have with, with people who just say, well, I don't need, I don't, I don't need that crutch of Jesus. I don't. Right? Yeah. Well, they, they tend to be a lot more selfish and self-absorbed huh. than, than people who work hard to keep the priorities of God first, other second, yourself third. Hmm. And, and by having a servant heart and a servant mind of what can I do for you today? How can I help your day get better? Then I'm not focused on what God's doing or not doing with me. I'm trying to make your day better. That helps me to enjoy God more when I can make somebody else's day better. That helps me to enjoy God. Cause I, I see that as God using me to bless them hmm. and God using me to help their day get better. So for me, it's something that is necessary. I worship God because it is necessary for, for me to live and to be the person that I want to be and to be a better husband, to be a better father, to be a better person in general. Thank you for that, Pete. Now, for me, it's a little bit different. I've pushed aside all of that. I've pushed aside the fear of hell, the, the Jesus, the Yahweh, the Holy Spirit, all of that shenanigans. And I feel it's made me a better person. I have, I've, I've, I've confronted all the religious, the, the problems, the issues, the Bible, all of that, and, and the, the fear that comes with it. Man, that was a hard thing to get rid of, let me tell you. But I have become a better parent, a better father, a better, a better husband, a better human being in general. Now, I have a little more humanism. I'm a little more patient with people. I'm a little more respectful of other people's beliefs and wishes and who they want to love and stuff like that, all because mm -hmm. I've pushed aside these beliefs. Um, so we've got two different things. We, for right. you, it's it's good, and for me, pushing aside and not worshiping a documented child killer has made me a better parent. I mm -hmm. I, I I don't see how that does make somebody a better person. I don't, I, and without God, I can be a good person. That's what I'm saying. Without any gods, I can still be a good person. I find it interesting that you have a a podcast about the Bible that you don't follow, and yet so many people are listening to it and, and are getting into the Bible because of what you're saying and reading it for themselves and perhaps yes. being yes. drawn closer to God because of it. Yeah, I haven't seen that, actually. I've seen people questioning it a lot more. And, and 100% wow. my thing is pick up your Bibles and read them. I want everybody to read the Bible. Read mm -hmm. all the crazy stuff that's in there and question it 100%. And all the good stuff that's in there. Yeah, you know, love your neighbor is a good one, but I think that could it's be good. found anywhere I, else. I think it's great to question. I do, yeah. I, and and I think it's great to to uh, um, debate it and to and to have good discussion. Hmm. Um, I did not know this is what the podcast was going to be about, so you kind of caught me off guard. I thought you said you listened. Uh, I did, but I didn't. Oh. I've, obviously, I missed something. You missed something. <laughs> All, All right. right. Well, obviously, I missed yeah, something. So, yeah. But that's on me. That's yeah. on me. Um, and so uh, I would have been a little bit more uh, uh, apologetically pre prepared. But, <laughs> You're okay, Pete. You're okay. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, I just, I don't know, Michael. It's, uh, it's one of those things that, that for, and, and I want to say this too for the listeners. I didn't grow mm. up in church. My parents did not carry me to church growing up. Mm. They were just indifferent. You know, um, they said they believed, but they never participated at all. 
Hmm. Now I didn't start going to church. My, I have a sister who's nine years older than me. And, and so she was married and so forth and, and often, and she started attending church and started taking me with her. And that's how I got into church. And I was what, 12, 13 years old, some, somewhere in there. And that's when all of it became real to me. Hmm. I mean, I, I had nothing to no foundation at all. Right. And here I was a, a preteen when mm-hmm. all this started coming in. And so it's not like it was just osmosis and, and, and well, I was just regurgitating what I was taught from birth. Well, you grew now, up in America, right? All brand new to me. I'm sorry. You grew up in America though, right? I did. I mean, I can't go five feet without seeing a billboard that tells me to trust in Jesus. So, I mean, yeah. you, you, you were part of it I mean, it was influencing you at some point. Yeah. If it, if it was, I wasn't aware of it. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to argue that. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to argue that. I mean, sm- small town, South Carolina. I mean, Oh yeah. I bet it's everywhere. <laughs> there's a church on every corner. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's I'm sure. And yeah. two between the corners. <laughs> okay. Uh, and three at the DMV, you know, that's <laughs> right. That's right. Every flavor that you can imagine. So, right, right, yeah. um, so I was aware of them, but yeah. it was just, it was, it was, I mean, Sunday mornings was just cartoons and, mm. and, I never understood why dad said you can't play outside the afternoon, mm. not noon o'clock. Well, <laughs> why? You know, I mean, why was it? If because if people are in church, how are uh, we disturbing them? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. In church. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. They're trying to worship never Jesus. That one. And unfortunately, you know, dad, dad died you know, many, many years ago. I never got a chance to ask that question. Um, uh, but it was just, I, I don't know, but it was not a priority until I got to my teens. And, Hmm. and for me, it became a priority because I saw what God was doing with me. Hmm. And, and I don't want to go into some of the things I went to through my teenage years. We've all done some pretty crazy shit, you know? (laughs) Well, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't, you know, all that's measurable, you know, what I did was, was traumatic for me and was Hmm. bad for me, but, but for you would have been like, you know, or somebody else being like, you got to be a kid. And that's what bothered you. But, uh, but for me, it was, it was, it was, uh, big obstacles for me to hmm. try to overcome and, and, uh, having starting to build a relationship with Christ, it gave me a sense of belonging, a sense of purpose. It gave me a sense of hope. It gave me a sense of, of, um, that I mattered to someone and no, I didn't see him, but I knew he was there because I could feel his presence in my life when mm. I couldn't feel it anywhere else. I felt it there and I felt it through people uh, who were helping me to understand some of these feelings. I had the same similar experience when I was uh, youth group. It was a lot of uh, Turner Burn type style, but I felt a tingling in my chest and warmth and, 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 and happiness and joy. I get the same thing when I listen to my favorite song or when I find a movie at the end of the movie and it's just so overwhelming and emotional and just, yeah, you know, like Endgame, like the end of uh, Avengers Endgame. I mean, it's such a great film. I highly recommend it. Anyways, I get the same feeling from that. So that's kind of what I went through. I went kind of in reverse osmosis, I guess. Mm -hmm. I did not have experience with Yahweh except the tingling feeling, which I could have with anything else that was equally as exciting to me at that point in time in my life. See, for me, the feelings are very different. Yeah. I get excited when I hear a good song or, or, uh, 
uh, walking my daughter down the aisle, but it's a very different feeling when I, when I feel the real presence of God, it's so, much more intense. It's much more, um, um, it's, it's in, the intensity is yeah. much, much greater. Well, why um, would he send you that intensity and not me? Because you're not looking for it. Or, or I was, I was in church, man. Dude, I was on my knees several times, begging and praying and crying. Please reveal yourself to me. Save me. Yep. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Why? Why did he send you different tingles? Um, may have been what I needed at that moment. I don't know. I why. needed it, man. I'm an atheist yeah. now. I mean, yeah. shit. <laughs> I needed it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And you still do. I still do. He still hasn't done it. Still waiting. Still, still or maybe waiting. he has, but you're not listening because well, you're I didn't feel it, man. It wasn't convincing enough. He knows what can convince me. Why has he not sent me what is convincing? Uh, maybe he has. You're just not, but you're just rebelling it. Okay. Well, that didn't convince me then, Pete. So he well, knows. I'm trying what, to convince you. He knows, though. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> thank you. He knows what will convince me, though. He knows that one thing he can send me that I can't ignore that will be convincing to me. And what I'll is that like, one thing? Holy, I don't know, but he does. Well, if he you does, don't he's know, all knowing. Well, if right. you don't know, and if it's presented to you and you don't recognize it, how are you going to know that's it, that it hasn't been there? Well, he's an all-knowing God, Pete. I'm not. So he, he knows, knows exactly what it is that will, that will change my mind. He knows exactly what it is, but he has not done it, Pete. Let's ask so, that he does it. Can we have him do it I right would, now? You I, would argue that he ha I would argue that he may have, but, the, but, but, but because you're so rebelling against whatever he reveals that, that you're not going to receive it. Well, let's try it right now. Pete. You, you say you have a relationship with them. You converse, you converse with them. Let's see mm -hmm. if it works. Let's try it right now while we're recording. I swear. I'm not going to do the to hocus every pocus God. To rub I, the genie. I'm not going to rub the genie lamp for you there, Michael. Which well, it works for like Paul and Saul. Why can't it work for you? Uh, because I'm not Paul or Saul. Anything you ask for in prayer, Paul, Pete, Paul, you're going to save Paul, my eternal soul right now. Paul save was it. called for a, Paul was called for a very specific purpose. I have a podcast and I'm an author. I can, I, I have a too. reach. I do too. Yeah. So what convince me? Have Yahweh convince me? Send him down, send anything, any kind of sign whatsoever. See, I'm not I'm I'm not gonna play that game with you, Michael, because what you're trying to do is to turn my God into a genie or a hocus. I'm trying to turn your God into actual evidential evidence. I mean, maybe just like he's not here. He's not showing me anything though, Pete. And but you have a me, relationship but, with him. But for me, the evidence is is all around us. It's not for me though, Pete. Well, I and the way the way I see that, Michael, in our conversation is that you're choosing not to see it. It's a choice that you have. What? I'm you're choosing, choosing to see that it hasn't been created by Spider-Man, Pete. I'm choosing to see it, and you're choosing not to see it. You're that choosing. I'm choosing to see that Spider-Man created the universe, and you are not, Pete. No, I'm not, because Spider-Man is created by human beings. So is God. It's really bad comics, too, by the way. I <gasps> Pete. I'm not a comics guy. I'm no. not a Marvel guy. I don't like any of that stuff. Man, we were going to be friends. We're going to like go hunting together. Oh, yeah, Pete. Well, we still can. I don't know, man. Although you don't I like don't comics. Know, like, I trust an atheist who may shoot me in the back. But <laughs> wow, uh, wow, <laughs> no, Pete, kidding. no. Just kidding. Let's <laughs> see what God's going to do with you now. Oh man. All right, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that, man. All right, close it out. Where can we find your stuff? <laughs> oh gosh, that was a good one. Um, christianoutdoors.org is my podcast and it's also my website um and it's uh but because i've been an outdoor writer for 20 something years i write hunting and fishing stories mostly hmm. and i've written six books one of which is my god book that we talked about earlier but all of my stuff is on my website at christianoutdoors.org and the podcast is uh actually is in the top one top one percent now in um 
what is that uh feed spotter congrats man that's a not easy to do a little over 200,000 subscribers, 132 episodes out. We do, we release a new one every week, every Monday, one will, one will come out. And, and while it is called Christian outdoors, I want to say this real quick is that sometimes we talk about outdoor stuff. Sometimes we talk about Christian stuff. And sometimes we talk about things that I just feel the needs. I found a good person with a really good topic. As an example, next week's episode is a lady who has been, who has struggled through and postpartum depression. Mm. and how that affected her life and how she is helping women and husbands to recognize and to deal with the the struggle of postpartum depression mm. which yeah. is something that is not normal that christian outdoors would do but i <laughs> i met her and i said you know what i've done several podcasts on depression and on and, and on things like that, and you need to go back and I'm going to send you some of these episodes on what does the Bible say about suicide? What does the Bible say mm. about divorce? What does the Bible say about divorce? That's yeah. the name of your thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I've done those episodes. What does the Bible say about the death penalty? What does the yeah. Bible say about, about, so we've done episodes like that. Fun. Which me and other pastors working together to, to answer. So it's not just me. We should um, totally do but, one together if you're up for it. Yeah. What's the I'm Bible say about something? Let's just pick it. Let's go. I think it'd be yeah. fun. Hell, yeah. angels, Satan. Oh, this is good. Okay. This is good stuff. Okay. okay. I'm down. All right. If but you're just down. giving me time to prepare for that topic. No. Yes. Great idea. No, 100%. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's where my stuff is. You know, and my, my podcast is on, is on all the podcast apps. You can get my books either at my website or on Amazon. Hmm. Um, and my, my Do You Enjoy God is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook as well. Congrats, man. It's not easy to do all that work, books and podcasts and shenanigans, but uh, thank oh. you so much for your time, patience yes, and sir. answers thank today. You. I will keep in touch. We'll definitely do one of those. I like Satan idea or hell idea. I think that'd be fun to be on your show. Um, well, but, I just did one two weeks ago on, on who goes to heaven and why. Oh, so let's do Satan then. Well, I'm going to do who goes to hell and why. Is, is Ooh, the okay. I love it. I love all it. Right. I'm totally down. Reach out. Let's do all it. Right. All right, man. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. And that's all the show there is for you today. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard and want to help keep the recording light on, simply go to patreon.com forward slash BSW the podcast and sign up to be a supporter of the show. Your episodic tithes of a dollar or more will give you access to the patron feed, unaired conversations, early access to each episode, and much more. For the latest events, BSW swag, and a peek behind the scenes, head on over to the show's ever-evolving webpage at thebiblesayswhat.com. The Bible Says What the book is out. Head on over to thebiblesayswhat.com and get yourself and your grandma a signed copy. Thanks to the cosmic powers of the internet, it is now possible to buy me a beer or coffee online. Simply go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash BSW the podcast and click the appropriate buttons. If you can't support the show monetarily, please like, share, and or leave a review. As always, you can find me at the Bible Says What Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Instagram pages. You can also reach me at bswthepodcast at gmail.com. And no matter which platform you use to listen to your podcasts, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you won't miss out on the next episode. Until then, would you kindly pick up your Bibles and read them?
Got anything to say to the world? What? What do you got to say? The world is over. The world is overheating. We're polluting. Let's stop that. Because the end of the world will be soon if we continue this. Wow. <laughs> Thanks for that doomsday uh, advice, sir. Yep. Doom advice. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> <laughs>